Hello and welcome to the Inner Bitch, Inner Truth podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jakiri. I'm a naturopathic doctor, acupuncturist, Reiki master, but ultimately an intuitive coach that focuses on the mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of health. I help women gain the confidence to use their voice and honor themselves via the Inner Truth Quantum Healing Method. I am super passionate about bringing the big spiritual teachings and lessons down to earth in our everyday lives. And this is the journey that I've gone on myself the past seven years and have also been helping other women go through this as well. And this podcast is a place where I share what those insights are and what my downloads are so that it can help you in your life. Because if there's one big overarching thing that I have learned, it's that all that you need to heal is the present moment if you're awake and paying attention. So I hope that from this podcast, you gain clarity, some understanding, and maybe even some emotional healing around some of the things that you are going through. And one last very important thing before we get to the episode, no matter how terrible you feel about how you have been in the past or how you have been even earlier today, no matter how bad you feel about yourself, I want you to know that you are still worthy of love and that the more that you can lean into loving those parts of yourself that you don't like to see, the more that you can do that, the more love and healing and closer you get to your own inner truth. After all, this is the Inner Bitch Inner Truth Podcast. Befriend your inner bitch to reach your inner truth. All right, now let's take a breath together. And relax your jaw, relax the muscles around your eyes, relax your forehead, relax your ears, feel your shoulders drop down and your arms hang heavy, and let your belly out, and feel your energy sink into this space, and know that you can come back here and do this for yourself at any point in time. All right, let's get to the episode. Today I have with me Amanda Munier, and she's an energy healer and mindset coach. And I'm super excited to have this conversation because I think we're a lot alike. And I'm just excited to pick her brain because I just think that like we're both so aligned in what we're doing and what our mission is, but we both have our own flavor and I love getting to know everyone's unique flavor. So thank you so much for being on the show with me today. Thank you so much, Sarah. I really appreciate you having me. I feel like we're gonna have a really, really fun conversation today. So thank you. Yeah. So I think your story is very interesting because just a couple of years ago, you were in law enforcement, right? Yes. Yeah, so I I would love if we started just with your story. Yes. So I kind of growing up, like I, you know, did kind of all the like little, little step-by-step things we're told to do. Right. Like I, you know, graduated high school, went to college, picked a major, and I ended up with a criminal justice and psychology uh, double major. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but we'll, we'll figure it out. So right out of college, ended up working at a school as a school counselor 
um, for at-risk youth, did that for about a year. And right when I got out of college, like prior to getting this job, I just applied to all these different jobs. So I'd applied to uh, the probation department in my local County and kind of like out of sight, out of mind after a year. Right. So I get a phone call and um, got called in for an interview and got the job. So I ended up, I'm like, I don't even know fully what I'm getting into, but ended up as a probation officer. I come from a background of a very, like I was very sheltered as a kid, I'll put it that way. And so coming into this environment, um, it was a total, like just blew up everything. Like I had never seen um, drugs in my entire life, like the way that people live and just like the trauma, like the immense amounts of just like very low vibe energy, um, in this whole environment. So yeah. And, a long story short, I, I was a probation officer for about six years and I had a spiritual awakening while I was working in, um, in probation at the department. And this was a couple years in. And so, stemmed from a very heart-wrenching breakup as, as you know, sometimes it's like these, these patterns that, um, end up keep popping up. And then it's like meant to show us something deeper, a deeper aspect of ourselves. So mine had all around to do with like love and just these, um, abandonment wounds. And so I had this experience a couple years in, and it really just like brought me to my knees to where I was like, wow, like this, pattern. Like, I just felt like there was more to life. There was something that I was like, there was this thing missing and it, I couldn't explain it, but I knew that like, I was not um, meant to be continuing to just feel all these immense amounts of pain and having these struggles in these interpersonal, like romantic and in dating relationships that I was having. And so it opened me up to where I was starting to search and my search started as an external search reading books, doing healing workshops, going to healers, all these different things. And this journey obviously is still ongoing as you know, but I went through this process and really started to understand the way that like, why I was feeling the way I was like, there was this, like this thing that I couldn't explain. And it was like this missing thing. And so I ended up doing a handful more years there kind of hid in the spiritual closet where I was just like, I was like, well, nobody can know this side of me, especially in this masculine dominated field. I'm like, people are going to think I'm weird. People already think I'm weird and people are going to think I'm really fucking weird. If I'm like <laughs> all the, you know, the woo woo stuff that, that comes along with some of this healing work. And so about the last year, two years, I really, my soul was just like, okay, this is going to hit its expiration date, this career. And when I started, I was like, Oh, I'll be here forever. I absolutely love it. And so this was new for me because I hadn't really, hadn't really had this awareness. Like I thought what I thought was that I would be doing this as a career, you know, we're told like, you know, you pick the career and I was, you know, I, I let go of a pension and all the, all the things that come along with this type of, of career. And so once I knew that I wasn't going to be doing this any longer, I, I quit, I quit that job about a, it was a year ago, September. So I've been a year and several months out of that career sidestepped over to my family business. They do HVAC and I'm like, I had no business in the HVAC field. Like that was a circus in and of itself, but it was more like soul lessons. And I realized like a couple months in, I was like, Hmm, I'd rather be collecting urine samples from probationers than doing this. So it was like, <laughs> that 
again, it was more of these like realizations that I was like, I was on the, it all served its purpose, but I was just on this path of really breaking these, like these chains and all these were like internal, like internal, like bounds and, and different things. And I had subscribed to that were just like, almost like holding me captive because I, I just felt so constricted in where I was. And like, I was meant to be doing something else and creating something more like from my soul and, and on my terms and in my own flow. And so I ended up quitting on the spot one day, um, the family business, I sold my home. So I quit my career. I quit my placeholder job. I sold my home and I moved from Northern California to Southern California and ended up starting my healing business. And so it was just this beautiful process messy as fuck. Like I'm not even going to pretend to say that, you know, you, you hear in the, in these, sometimes in these spiritual communities where people are like, Oh, love and light. If you just follow your bliss, it's going to be perfect. Like, I don't know. I, I am all about polarity and balance and, you know, you know, light integration, but there's density too. And it's about, you know, honoring both aspects as part of the healing journey. So it, yeah, and, and <laughs> not to get too long winded, but it's just been, um, a very beautiful experience, a very humbling experience in the last year where I've really got to dive in and have this remembered. So I mentioned it was kind of this external searching initially, which later ended up being this inward journey, which is actually like what I truly believe we're meant to have more of that inward experience, um, as this remembrance of who we are, who we are and what we came here to do. And, and really it's just about, like connecting to those higher aspects of ourselves and doing that healing work and just bringing our, our, you know, our special sauce, our own like aspects in a way that is just authentic and and unique. And so it's, yeah, it, I wouldn't have it any other way, but it's definitely been, it's, it's been an adventure so far. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that. It's so, it's so amazing that you just went for it. Like you just jumped in the deep end. Like I'm going to go, like, I feel the call so strongly. I think that's beautiful. Um, there's, I don't know if you can hear that. There's like a huge semi truck or something going by. Oh my gosh. I love <laughs> Sorry. Semi trucks or like the garbage man comes or my dog decides to like squeak on his balls. <laughs> yeah. Not his actual balls, like his bouncy balls. <laughs> <laughs> don't edit that out <laughs> just yeah, I'm like let's just leave let's leave all this and <laughs> yeah exactly gotta gotta let the magic of the flow come in you know <laughs> right right so there's actually something that came up for me when you were sharing and I feel like I had a similar experience where it's like I first had to like that external search and journey I feel like that's almost like when you first wake up in, in your spiritual awakening, you realize you're surrounded. You're like stuck in mud. You're in mud. And I feel like the external journey, it's almost like it pulls you out of the mud so that you can like see out, but then you're ready to go to the inward once you've like transmuted some of that really dense energy. What do you think about that? I got chills when you said that. And, and what's coming to me, it's like, I feel, I feel as though like the external, it's not like a negative thing. It's not a bad thing because I, what I found, it's like these, these lessons in these, um, you know, these things that are meant for our higher involvement. 
it's like, we either can have those lessons show up externally or internally. It's like, I can either have like, I mean, I can choose, like, I haven't been, I've, I've made a conscious decision in the last, what been four or five months that I'm just choosing not to date. And so, cause dating was a way that I would kind of, um, fill those spaces with like, take my attention off of, of things that are coming up for me. And so I've consciously made this decision not to date. And so I feel, and I've, I've brought this awareness and it kind of makes sense and goes with what you're saying, because I can either choose to continue dating and have these external people mirror to me, the things that I'm still avoiding, or I can choose to go within and bring that conscious awareness through other types of contemplation, whether it be meditation or different types of, um, you know, body work or, or whatever's in front of me and coming up. So I think it's a cool distinction because it's, I, I always say it's like, there's not necessarily a right or wrong way to do this journey. It's, I think it comes down to, you know, what's the path of least resistance at the time. Are we like avoiding certain things? Um, is this serving me and how is it serving me? And, you know, to each their own, like, it's like, sometimes we, re we repeat these certain lessons. It's like, until, you know, we, we kind of get it. And for me with, with my, you know, things and wounding around abandonment, I learned to have a lot more um, love for myself and like my inner child around it, because I've learned in this process, it's like, it's not, a, it's not like, what do they say? It's a marathon, like not a sprint. <laughs> it's really about allowing that space for that healing that, cause I, I do feel a lot of our wounding comes from our childhood, other places as well, but it's like honoring that, like parenting your inner child, really mm -hmm. um, like with the conscious awareness and turning that pain to wisdom rather than like focusing on it from an, an, a, a broken or an, a needing to fix it all comes down to like what identity and what structure, how we're showing up. Like if we're showing up as like, oh, I'm broken and I need to fix myself. You're going to keep perpetuating that cycle. But if we show up in this empowered, like, no, like I'm, I'm a powerful, high vibrational being. I may not feel like it right this second, but I can acknowledge like this, the, the wounding that's coming up from that place. It's a different frequency. It's a different energy. It's a different identity. Totally. Totally. I love how you broke all of that, just that down the way that I think about it. And the way that I work with my clients is they'll ask me like, should I do this or should I do that? And it's like, one is a more um, external, like external thing. And one's more internal. And I'll be like, well, the thing is, what do you want to experience? And then when you broke down, it's like, well, like, is this, you know, supportive? Is this like short-term and long-term is, and you, you broke it down and I'm actually going to go through and like take notes and <laughs> like mind map this. Cause it was awesome. Cause you were totally in flow just saying it. And it's like, that's exactly what goes into like how you should think about what do you want to experience? Um, but I feel like I had, I've had this experience where I was that in that external and then slowly transitioned to realizing, wow, all these different healers aren't going to heal me like these energy, energy sessions, like it's not, you know, going to completely fix what I'm searching for. And so it's almost like I kind of got exhausted out in that the external and then started going internal and just working with clients and, and people. 
I've realized there's, it seems that seems to be the pattern is it's like when you're reading those self-help books and you're really going on the, the search, it's like, that's totally the first step and like dive in. But then once you dive into that, you realize that there's more and that there's like other pools for you to explore and like other areas for you to go. And during that journey, I've had the experience where it's like, you'll be in that victim consciousness and then you'll bounce and you'll be in that high dimension. And then you're so excited that you're there. And then you'll like wake up to realizing you're back in the victim consciousness again. And it's like, shit, like the same shit's happening again. Like what is going on? I thought I worked through this. Did you have that experience as well? So yes. And and I can speak to some of the things that I've learned along this because as like being in the healing space um, and working with clients, I just feel it's so important as like healers and, you know, coaches, whatever label we assign to it, to be empowering to our clients and to like the healing work that I do. Um, it comes from my client's own connection to source. And yes, I'm, I'm, you know, picking up on things like intuitively. And sometimes it's like, I'm guided to go in and do certain things. But for the most part, like it's coming from that container of like them remembering like to use their own intuition muscle, like tapping into their own sovereignty and their own power, because um, the self-help world is another way that we can give our power away. And with, even in this healing space, um, you know, some of the things that I do feel can happen, uh, with being a healer, like if it's, cause I've like at the beginning of my journey, I realized where I had fallen into this trap, so to speak. And it was like feeling like, Oh, like this came up, I need a session and like, Oh, I need a reading and all this stuff. But, um, one thing I've learned that if the healers um, are first of all, intention is key. Intention is so powerful. And, um, if, if a healer is coming from a space of, oh, I'm going to heal you. And like, they're almost like, take, I'm trying to see how I can like word this to where it, it makes sense. Um, but it's like, not that they're take intentionally taking your power, but it's coming from a place that's not empowering to the client healers can't hold all of that stuff. So it depends on how they're energetically working and what they're tapping and tuning into. Because if a healer is working from a space to where they're not connected to source and they're not empowering their clients, then they're actually essentially holding all that energetic um, debris from their clients. And then eventually they're not going to be able to hold it. So they're going to give it back. (laughs) So that's why sometimes it's like, I found that like those sorts of sessions just don't serve me. Um, now I've had like sessions with some very powerful, like shamans and, and things to where I'm like, wow, like there are attunements and activations that just blow my mind. But I think it just comes back to like tuning into like what feels right for you. Because at the end of the day, I always tell people, it's like, you know, what's best for you, no matter what. And anybody who is either like, um, unconsciously or whether the underlying, again, it goes back to the intention foundation. If it's like the intention to like create a bunch of like needy codependent clients, like it's just not, it does perpetuate that, like almost like that victimhood, that codependency template. So to me, that's not empowering and that's not where we're going because yes, we're here to support each other, to collectively lift each other up. I don't, you know, I don't feel that everybody's on their own journey and I don't feel that, um, necessarily, you know, leaving people in the dust is the answer. But at the same time, it's like, 
we really have to step into our own power and our own truth because it can be just another way we give our power away. I completely agree. And I see that. I see that from people who are like, I'm doing the work and it's not working. It's not working. And it's like, like, I know that you're going to all these different healers and getting these readings. And it's like, at some point you have to realize that it comes down to you and your actions and you have to change what you've always done in order to go somewhere new. And I feel like people want to just keep doing what they've always done and have their life just magically change by going to a healing. And it's like that it doesn't work like that. Yeah, I agree. And sometimes it's just so simple is sitting with your feelings. <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like one of the most simple people. Sometimes when people ask me during interviews, Hey, can you give like, just like a little tidbit? I'm like, I'll give you the most like foundational like tidbit that I can is feel the feels, man. Like it's, I, I feel like it's, um, I, I, I've mentioned before it's, it's almost like that. Um, it's more challenging to like pull the ripcord and to actually go there than it is to actually sit with it. It's like the ego and the unconscious avoidance of the pain and going into the pattern is actually for some people more challenging than going there. Cause it's like, once we're there feeling it, it's like, we're not hiding from it any longer. We can allow it to surface. We can, um, let the attachment dissolve and we can shine light on this wound, whether it be an inner child wound, a family pattern, a, a belief system, you know, whatever it is, it's just of it's a, it's a energetic frequency. And if you're feeling it inside your body, it's in your field. So we love to, again, going back to like that victim consciousness, we love to, you know, let's say it's relationship, for example, and we're in a relationship and the partner triggers the hell out of us. And we have this wound pop up. We love to go, well, you were an asshole, right? We love to go there because it's, then it's like, we don't have to actually look at what it is. Now I'm, I don't obviously like condone any type of abuse or any of that type of stuff. That's completely different conversation, but I'm talking about just like the, um, you know, the very core patterns, the very, um, things that often come up to where the neediness comes up, the codependency templates come up. And I found also that it, it is also so tied to our inner feminine and our inner masculine and the, um, reunification and healing of those polarities inside of our bodies. Yes. I want to talk about that. I want to, okay. So where should we go from here? Basically, I really want to know how you work with people, like what the process really looks like, but then I really want to just pick your brain on the masculine and feminine too. So does that play a role or how would you like to share that? Yeah. So as far as like working with people, it really just depends on what's coming up because once I'm dropped in and in a session, like it's like, it's coming through me. Like, it's like kind of like being channeled to some degree. So I never fully know how a session is going to look like sometimes it's going to be. So, so I do always, um, really set the intention for having like, cause I, I think again, going back to the balance and the polarities, I feel that it is, um, important to have the, the balance of, of what is it that you choose and how do you, how do you choose to feel like as far as like stepping into that conscious creator manifestation energy, because we're giving like that energetic, we're planting those energetic seeds and creating this roadmap because for some people, and and actually for some people, we may not even start there because I find it so important to have this foundation of feeling safety 
and having the nervous system, like if we don't have that safety and, and the nervous system on board, like, like sometimes we can't even go into that manifestation work. We got to start at the very ground ground floor on, on really even just bringing the person back into their body. Because as I'm sure, you know, like as children, like children cannot energetically digest trauma in the bouts and ways that trauma come into our experiences. And so what that does is it, it fries the circuitry in the body. And so sometimes we have to start there where it's, and it's kind of, again, that's where like the intuitive, you know, piece comes in on where the person's at because there's no like one size fits all for this type of work. That's why I always tell people too, it's like, you know, you may find that breath work is your jam. You may find that energy healing is your jam. You may feel like yoga or like boxing, you know, whatever it might be to really just like, it may be a mix of all of them, but yeah. So starting at that foundational level and, and, um, repairing like very, very basic things. Um, that's kind of where I start. And then, um, you know, if the, if, energetically too, sometimes like the person's not even ready to go there into like some of the trauma stuff. And so it's, it's just allowing them to kind of guide that process because I always refer to it as like, how would we like honor an inner child in this way? Like, we're not going to be like, you know, pushing like our, like if we had a child that was like in trauma, we're just going to hold space. Most of us that are um, in this kind of healing world and, and, and understand trauma in that level. So let's say we are going into conscious creation mode. We're really going to, because I always explain time is not linear. So we can open up the quantum field, which is just infinite possibilities of anything that you want to experience, choose, create just from that place of alignment, heart and soul alignment. So it's just like, I would, it feels expansive. Right. And I always have people kind of reflect on, well, is this just something that the ego kind of wants? Or is this, is this something that like is a true choice? Cause there's a difference between like, I want like a BMW versus like, I really just choose like feeling this like sense of empowerment, like kind of like we may mask it with like something of that nature. So getting to really what it is you want to create stepping into that because the mind and the body doesn't know the difference between this meditative state versus actually having it in the physical. So it, it starts to kind of prime the cells. And then we can step into like the healing piece where it's like, well, what's causing resistance and you know, what, um, I, I work with the higher self. I just kind of, I, everybody kind of uses a different term. Like some people say unconscious, super conscious. Like I just resonate with working with the higher self. So allowing the higher self to come forward and kind of guide that process on where the healing work is to be done. And that could be in the form of somatic work, like, you know, maybe having them tune into the body, where is this being held in the body? And then we can do techniques to release it. Um, maybe in the form of like some family, um, imprint work. Um, I work with these, um, sacred alignments. So they're like big packets of energy that, um, they basically, some of them are like two and three pages of instructions on like the beliefs it dissolves and they're very powerful, like packets of energy. So sometimes I'll work with those if I feel guided. Um, and, and then sometimes it's just whatever, again, whatever is just like coming through me. Like for me, I sense things in my body. So I can get on a call with someone and be like, Oh man, I wasn't feeling my throat chakra, uh, all blocked until, you know, so it just like gives me kind of an indication on where, um, maybe what's, coming up for them, um, to kind of help guide them. So that's kind of in a nutshell, um, how I would 
kind of move through a session. And, um, I actually, I teach yin yoga as well. So I actually infuse this into my yin yoga classes to where we're opening up the fascia, the tissues of the body. And then we're doing this energy work to allow easier movement when we have the tissues open, um, to release some of this trauma that's stuck in the body. So amazing. I love it so much. Um, you know, when we talked before you talked about wounds being layered in the quantum and I'm just curious if you can, yeah, speak to that a little bit more. Yeah. If I remember our conversation, yeah. Cause coming back to like that time's not linear. So I think if I remember correctly, what we were kind of chatting about was that the way that I kind of, the way it's been shown to me is because yeah, we can go into past lives and we can go into all these different things. But if we actually look at everything in this like time space container as literally just lapped on top of each other. So like you may, it may come up as a past timeline, but if it's coming up as a pattern, then it's like actually in the here and now. So we don't necessarily have to look at it as like a past thing. It's just like all these things layered on top of each other. And so, you know, again, sometimes people are like, Oh, I want to get my Akashics read, like, you know, whatever you feel guided to sometimes that's kind of fun, like go for it. Um, but we don't necessarily have to like, again, going back to intention, we don't have to go necessarily digging for this stuff because the universe is going to continue to show us and to bring up these things. And it, it I found for me too, it, it often cycles with the seasons of Gaia, mother earth, because for me, these last like four months have been like this fall and then this like winter. So I had all this stuff. Like I, I, I have no problem being very open. I had um, this experience with this relationship that came forward in, I think it was in August and it was this beautiful soul connection. And, and it ended up being a very, very big gift um, because it brought up another layer of this abandonment wound that was inside of me. And yeah, did I go through moments where I was like, fuck this, fuck him. Like, absolutely. But when I got to this place of like, like in October, I think I cried like every day and it wasn't him. It was what he brought. It was like a catalyst. He was a catalyst. So what it activated inside of me allowed me to see these things that I had been holding in my body because again, it was like this beautiful soul connection. I was like, oh my God, like this could be it. And so when it like out of nowhere, wasn't expecting like, just like cold Turkey, like gone, it brought up this like wounding, like it brought up this, like, wow, not again, like, you know, all these things, these, these emotions and things. And so I had, I was like, okay. (laughs) So I went through my process on it and it just ended up like in the end, like, again, like, I'm not even going to say like, I know I fully healed it because it, it is layers. And I learned to just be so honoring of, of these parts that come up because it is my inner child. And so I never felt so much peace in my entire life because I allowed myself to go through that winter, like that fall of like all the release. And then I was like in kind of hibernation cocoon mode where I wasn't in action in my business. Like I was really just like, it was a lot of internal stuff. And I just allowed that process and to unfold in like the way that it needed to, 
And now I feel like this massive rebirth on like, okay, I'm ready to go. Like I feel super like fiery and, you know, so it's just the way these things work. If we can look at these things as blessings and a gift, I know that it doesn't always seem like it, but it, there is power in that for sure. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I completely agree. I think when I first started this journey and I would, I would like, going down the rabbit hole of trying to find the wounds of like, I need to clear my shadow out. I need to bring light to my whole shadow so that I'm enlightened. And I was just so fixated on, I need all of these wounds to be healed. And then I started to realize as I like went through the process and it was definitely, it was over years. It wasn't like a short period of time, but I realized that Everything we need to heal is being presented to us in the present moment. And it's because of the way that you put it with, there's these quantum, the, the wounds, what do you, what do you call it? The quantum wounding? Like, I forget. What um, you said. Did I call oh, it wounds layered in the quantum oh, wounds yeah, are well, layered in um, the quantum? Well, just like, yeah, like just anything like in our field that like, cause again, like as humans, we love to label things. So like people mm-hmm. are like, Oh, I got to do my past life work and I got to do, you know, all these things. And it's like, well, what if everything's just layered on top of each other and like your past life woundings being shown to you based on like this person who's coming into your life, who you maybe had some sort of karmic relationship with, like, it's still going to show up if it needs to be acknowledged, healed, whatever needs to happen. And I found that some of these things, it's like, you can heal them. Boom. Quick. And some of these things, it's like for me in this process, like there, there was no bypassing or escaping this. Like it had to be felt in the way that like the universe and my soul and, you know, it, it was meant to be a longer process and really, really, um, again, like another time when I've been brought to my knees a couple of times on these things, but it's just, I found that when I've come to this place of surrender, it just cracks me open even further. And I almost explain it as a death, so to speak, because these parts of me, these identities, they're dying, right? And in order to step into an embodiment of my highest self and these, um, you know, really working with that energy of like, myself as a unique expression of source because we all have our own unique soul frequency like nobody is the same and so we all have it's all needed and so we all have these unique frequencies and gifts and so when we have these deaths of the old identities and the old ego it allows this beautiful space for us to step into more of our authenticity and it just it's a it's flow is so necessary like force doesn't work anymore it doesn't work with these frequencies and these energies. And that's why so many people right now in this current space in the collective are like, what the fuck is going on? Because as a collective, what's happening is the, the light has been shined on all of the lies, all of the darkness, all of these templates. And so it's like without and within it's going on at an individual level, if we choose, and it's also going on on the collective as so to speak, why it seems like a circus festival going on. <laughs> so right. I guess metaphorically, that's the best way I can uh, describe it. <laughs> yeah. I love how you put that because I think I don't, I, I've never thought about it in that way, 
Um, but I feel as though that's kind that's like the experience I had without words, because I, I finally realized healing is going to be a lifelong journey. It's not going to be you rush and you like heal all this stuff. And then all of a sudden your life is good. It's like, no shit is still blowing up in my life. And I'm, I'm taking it as a gift though. Like I've gotten to the point where it's like, okay, this is coming up to help me heal something. So I don't have to make myself wrong for it, which I used to, I used to be like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm doing all this healing work. Like, what am I doing wrong? Because it's happening again. So yeah, I just love how you, how you put that. I would love to go back to the soul assignments piece and how, you know, I think that there's people that doubt that doubt what their purpose is, that doubt that they're here for a reason. What would you say to people like that? I think at the end of the day, you know, like it's this like ping inside of you that you, there's no escaping it. There absolutely isn't. All there is, is just filling it with more muck and more shit and more density to try to like push it further down, which makes like the screams even louder. (laughs) So I don't feel there's any, hiding from it. And we were kind of chatting before around, yeah, this soul assignment, so to speak. And because I was sharing a little bit about, about kind of what I was processing through and going through. And I think that there are some of us who are kind of energetically, like more boots on the ground, like more kind of in the physical, like kind of this warrior template. There are some that are more like, a little more airy up in the ethers doing grid work and shit. Or maybe I guess that can, can be kind of grounding energy, but more like energetically, some a little bit of both. And so I feel it's all so important. And that again, like we know based on our like different passions and things like, like going back to, and even just like, like, it's like, we can't kid ourselves. Cause some people are like, well, I really don't know. Well, first of all, that's a lie because you do, And second of all, it's just, I always explain it as like, we have this like channel to the divine, which is our higher self up to source. And that channel just gets mucked up with the density, be it emotions, be it all the family programming lies, all those sorts of things that we chose to take on maybe as the path of least resistance at one time. So there's zero judgment here. It's just, well, it feels dense. So you can actually just choose something else. It may require a little bit of inner work and healing work and a little purging, you know, a little tears, um, whatever flavor you've been, um, that's right in front of you to address it. But there's really, I don't feel any, you can escape it. But again, like, it's like, again, like you can see it on the collective, like, the madness just keeps getting louder and louder and louder because it just a lie never is going to stay hidden forever. And energetically, like it just doesn't lies in the truth. Uh, uh-uh. so it's, it doesn't surprise me that this is going on and it doesn't surprise me that people are feeling this sort of way and questioning everything and feeling like something's missing I mean, we live in like a matrix, the way I explained the matrix, it's like a mental prison. And so it's like, it's like almost like you're in a prison cell and you have the key in your hand and the locks on the door, but like, you're just like, I don't know what to do. Or maybe even it's like the lock is fake and like, you just need to just pull it off. And so once you pull it off, like for me, that was leaving like 
like I call modern day slavery, our, our societal system, because if you think about it this way, like you go into a job, I would say the majority of people, I've met a few people that love their corporate jobs, but you go into your job and I don't know if they're lying to themselves or not, but whatever that's between them and their corporate job (laughs) and their inner truth. But you go into this job, you sit under fluorescent lights, pounding away at the keys on shit that you aren't inspired to do. You get a menial paycheck, maybe every couple of weeks. And then you, you know, you're, you limit yourself because people are like, Oh, I have to pay my mortgage. I got to do this. Got to do that. Like, if you think about the way the system is set up, it's modern day slavery and people don't even realize that they're in it. And that's the way that this system has been set up for years and years and years. And people are waking up to that. And so that's like the best way I can describe this collapse of the matrix is because so many people are saying, yeah, no, I'm good. I don't need this anymore. And for me, it was one of the most I don't know if scary is the right word, but it was definitely the most freedom I ever felt, but it was also kind of like a holy fuck what's next (laughs) after I left my job, because all the guilt and shame anchored into this like reality kind of hits you a little bit into where you're just kind of like, well, am I allowed to do these things? Like you start to kind of like, it's like kind of like a shock to the system. Yeah. I love, I love that you brought that up. I just listened to, there was this quote I saw on TikTok that Elon Musk said, where he was like, you, like you are literally in a mental straitjacket and you don't even realize it. He's like the number one flaw of engineers is that they're trying to make things that are already created better and they should be making something new. And that it just, it just was like, I love how he put that like mental straitjacket in like modern day slavery, where it's like, yeah, you wake up, you wake up, you go to work, you come home. It's like groundhog day, you know, doing, just doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I would love to see a world where every single person is tuned into their uniqueness and what their unique mission is. And then they just follow it. And like, can you imagine what it would be like if every single person did that? Like what kind of world we would be living in? Oh, people would be, yeah, it would be, I feel like that's where we're heading for sure. We're heading that direction. But again, it's like the, it's like that, like constant, like tapping of your soul. And some people are just kind of still not fully answering that call yet, which is fine. But yeah, no, I, I absolutely feel that we're headed that direction and it's just, um, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I feel it. And I, I think that a lot of us that have been kind of in this space for, you know, the last handful of years, there are, there's a wave of people. And I, I just, I see them, I feel them, uh, a wave of people that are waking up right now and that we're going to be able to hold space for and support, um, in a really beautiful way, because it's just like, people are, are actually questioning, um, which is awesome. And it's, it just takes like, cause it's like, once you know this stuff, you can't unknow it. Mm-hmm. You can't unknow it. Right. So once, once we bring an awareness to this, that we are, you know, a soul that there's no death, there really isn't death. It's just a change in um, energy structure is the way I see it. And so like, we're having this experience and we really get to make it our own and it's just like, you can really choose anything. And it's like your own barriers that you're really dying from is what it is. It's like, again, like, 
that death I explained earlier, it's not actually death. It's just a change into something that's more aligned and is more a truth for you. And it's a process. Again, it's not going to happen overnight, but it's available. And like the veils are, are lifting on, on this planet. And there's more like, even, I guess, more from like a scientific perspective, there's more like the Schumann resonance and the amount of light coming into the planet is also supporting this awakening right now that's going on because it it's shining like a light on the density and it's vibrating at such a high frequency that it's, it's shaking the density out of people. So that's why like some people are having more like spontaneous awakenings and questionings and things, because it's like, they're, it's like their biological system, like it's rattling that density. So it's bringing it to the surface. Yeah, that's so cool. Light is something that I'm so fascinated by that I want to learn more about. Cause yeah, it's cause even with acupuncture with like the needles and the energy, it's like the, the chi, there's some theories that chi is actually photons in the body and just moving through your body. Like, so it's light moving through your body. So yeah, I'm just, I'm super fascinated by that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you, you know, so it's like, okay, you're, you're faced with a death of who you used to be. And then, you know, you're, you know, where you want to go. And I have found that the hardest part is kind of in, in, it's like, I've experienced more slow deaths and then maybe events will create this like catastrophic death for me to where I'm, I'm then like, you know, reborn the day after or something, but it's, it's almost like I've experienced a slow death that I have to really be mindful of my own emotions and just telling myself it's okay to feel all this shit right now. It's part of the process. Um, I guess what's, what, what's your take on that and on, on the death and just for listeners who are listening to this, like to ground it into their daily lives and what they could be experiencing and how would they know if they're experiencing a death? So what, how I understand it is like almost the experiences that I've had, I feel like when I, at this point, when I kind of know one's coming is like, almost like I'll get this influx of really uncomfortable emotion. And it's like, I, I fight it so much like that part of me that's doesn't again, like we can use, yeah, the word death. Um, I kind of like contradicted myself. Cause I'm like, there is no death, but there's death, but it's like, kind of like it, it, I guess, again, it's like another, like metaphorically speaking, right. Cause it's just a change. It's a transition. And so to kind of explain that a little bit further, it's like, again, this rattling of this identity. If we, you, we can use the word, the ego, the unconscious, because we can even look at it as like, so we want one mono personality, one mono part, like all aspects of us flowing together. And so what happens over the years, childhood things come up, trauma events, whatever, family systems, belief systems. And we have these parts that kind of branch off from the mono personality. And so that's why people will, what I refer to as either oscillate Um, so oscillation is like two steps forward to two steps back. Like they really want this thing, but there's other parts like, well, we're not worthy of this thing. So they take two steps forward to take two steps back. And then you can have people that are stuck where they just don't budge. So when we have 
all these different parts come into the party. We have like the, you know, the inner child that's feeling all this wounding. That's just like, well, gosh, like I can't get into a relationship because, you know, they will leave me. And so like, maybe it, cause I don't believe anybody wants to sabotage things, but it's like the way that they know how to protect themselves is to, um, some form of like either run away or, you know, do something to push the other person away, whatever it might be. So when we look at it as like, what we really want is like harmony and flow within the system of all of these parts. So what we can do when, when we have, so it's like a part might pop up and it may feel like this energy that we've been describing of like this death or this transition or this change, because this part doesn't, can't go with where we're going because we're not going to take this, um, you know, part that is like codependent, right? We don't, we're not going to take that into like a soulmate divine union relationship, right? Like the two don't, coexist proper. Like it, there's not harmony in that dynamic. So what we're either doing is I kind of like the thought of, um, working with this part and integrating and healing this part. So it can join back in with the main personality and just have a different job, turning that pain to wisdom. And so when we hold space for that healing, be it a day, be it a month, be it six months, whatever needs to happen, whatever you're guided to happen, we're allowing that death, so to speak, of that identity structure that doesn't serve where we're going and what we've chosen. And that's painful, detrimental. It's not in our highest. It's not, um, it's not a reflection of our higher self. We can heal that part, join it back in so that we can flow. And we have this neutrality to where we don't have this resistance in this part coming to the party that sabotages or again is needy or, or whatever that you know pick your flavor <laughs> does that kind of make sense I hope it didn't go too yeah. many, many directions <laughs> no I love it I love how you explain that because that's that's 100% how I see it as well and I've recently rel- I've been really paying like observing myself and paying attention I've kind of given them like energy, not, I haven't actually named them, but I know like, okay, this is the one that's really insecure. This is the one that feels angry. This is, and it's like, I've been paying attention to when each one is on and I'm where I'm at on my journey is, well, what are the triggers to make that come here while I'm doing the, you know, reprogramming work and like hypnosis work and all that stuff it's like, while I'm doing that, I, it's still happening. So it's like, if I can understand the triggers that are making me feel a certain way, I can like understand and like figure out like, what's that story? Where's that coming from? Is that me and my own shadow of not, you know, of rejecting a part of myself? Is it that shadow piece or is it the, this inner child piece of, um, you know, there was something that happened in childhood that I never quite got over that there's this part of me that is still really upset that just needs some love. And so me, I'm, I'm like, I'm, that's the process that I'm in. And, you know, we, we were talking a little bit about what we think, you know, consciousness and what the human experience is like. And I guess I have this perspective that, you know, for, for the entirety of my life, I'm, I'm more of, um, like the warrior, the, the human on the earth. Like I used to think I wanted to be up in the ethers and all that, but like, I'm very much a, um, 
this is, I'm in the earth realm. I want to enjoy earth. I want to enjoy wine and food and, you know, all of that stuff. I want to be in my human experience. Like I've consciously chosen that. And I think as part of that, you know, these lessons and things that I'm learning, I feel as though that's going to be a lifelong journey for me because I don't, I don't want to become enlightened. Like I don't want to become a person where I have to give up all of my, you know, indulgences and humanity. So yeah, I don't know. I just felt like sharing that. I don't know. I love that. I love that. We should all just have a glass of wine and, you know, a little little wine chat. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's so important too. And I love what you were talking about, like the inner child stuff. Cause you know, I think sometimes too, one thing I've learned is we can even bypass that by like, it's like, Oh, you know, I, I hear, and there is a, a, you know, a factor of like inner work, but like when it's inner child stuff coming up, like I've found that, um, you know, I was even chatting with a friend and it was like, they wanted to continue talking and I'm like, no, we just need to go to the feeling. Like, it's just like going to that feeling because we can actually have that avoidance of going there with healing work. We can use healing work as a way to, um, displace what's really going on. And as like, you know, that, um, you know, a way to fill the void or circle around what's really going on. So it's even like in that space, bringing an awareness to that bypassing piece. Um, because it's, it's like, yeah, we can sit there and talk about it, but I've just found it to be so much more transformative and powerful when, cause we can actually go back into, again, going back to like the fact that time is not linear. We can go back into those events and we can either be an observer or we can, we can actually enter into that event and we can do a change history. So we can actually see that from the higher perspective, from the wisdom and the tools that we have now that we didn't have when we were three. So you know, it's one of those things where we can go back and we don't have to keep playing out that cycle. We can actually like change that. And then that thereafter actually change all changes, all the other patterns. And so we can dissolve and neutralize that pattern in that way. Yeah. Have you had the experience of needing to have an emotional release connected to that rewriting in order for that, like significant quantum leap to happen? Oh, Fuck yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was the last like four or five months for me. I remember there was one day where I don't even, I didn't even need, I knew I didn't even need to like have an awareness on what it was. I just knew I was about to cry for a long time. So I was like sitting at my computer and I felt it. And so I just started sobbing. I, I don't even time at that point dissolved. I don't even know how long I was sobbing, but I look up and I just feel like just mascara down my face. Like it was just like, I was like, okay, took a deep breath. And I just felt like I needed to go like to take a shower. And so I turned the shower on and I just laid in my bathtub with my arms stretched out, just sobbing. I don't even know how long I had been sobbing, but I was just really, and I felt all this energy releasing out of my heart. It was like, like a heart, lots of heart stuff. Um, and yeah, just as an example of like, you know, these spontaneous, like things that I've just learned that instead of being like, okay, I'll deal with this later. I'm, I'm busy. Like, no, what's going on? Cause the first thing I always, um, suggest people ask, and this is where it's important to kind of learn how to use your own intuition muscle, um, is, is this mine? Because some of us that are so sensitive, we take on the energies of other people just by being in the same room with them. 
And so that one was mine. (laughs) So I spent a good little chunk of time there really just like just in this place of surrender to what was coming through up and through me. And then afterward, I'm not even kidding. Like I was like, okay, cool. I'm good. And then I think I went to the gym where sometimes I would allow that space, you know, maybe for the whole day to integrate. Um, but it was like, I don't even need to know what that was, but that was okay, cool. It was just moving energy that wanted to go that had been suppressed in my body because as which you're more of an expert in this area than not I am. But when we hold that energy in the body, it's vibrating, whether it be, you know, in maybe it, maybe that low vibrational grief was vibrating in my thyroid or my organs. And so a lot of like women have thyroid issues because, you know, people that aren't speaking their truth, there's a lot of, um, correlation between the throat chakra thyroid issues and women who, um, suppress their voice and their truth. And then they, that, you know, they have thyroid disease. It's like, well, yeah, no shit. Because that those, all those unspoken words and all those frequencies of suppression are literally being held in your thyroid. So your thyroid can only purge out, like it can only do what it can do. And so it's, it it affects the organs. And that's why I feel so many people are um, sick and and having all these diseases and whatnot, because everything is so tied, intrinsically tied. There's no coincidence between you having some sort of heart issue, um, you know, and maybe a life full of all this heartache pain, Uh, get it heartache, like we call it heartache. Um, And then it affects the physical organs. So Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, that's exactly why I do not practice as a, you know, traditional naturopathic doctor, because like, we're not taught the the energetics of, of this in school, but it's something that I intuitively was picking up from people. And I was like, I knowing this and knowing that I, I want to be someone who gets to the root. Like I have to adjust the energetics and the energetics always go back to how are you acting in your life? You know, it's like, I, I have this perspective that energy follows action. And so you can, sure you can, you know, manipulate the energy, but if you're not following it up with changed action, that energetic manipulation is like, it's not going to hold the way that you want it to hold. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. What was just coming to me, we were kind of chatting about this. I think before we jumped on here, like it's, it's a leaky energetic because it's, if it's something that's not in alignment, you know, when people are doing these sorts of things, um, it's, it's always going to come out because it's foundationally where we're building, you know? So I use this example because it's um, applicable. It's like, let's say you're going through a breakup and you have like this energy of like, just, it's just chaos and pain and all these things. And you try to go like date and and find somebody else. It's like, you're building a relationship on that foundation of that frequency, not sustainable. It's Mm -hmm. energetically leaky because it's not from this place of like, wholeness and expansiveness. It's, it's from this place of, you know, the codependency templates or whatever it is. So it comes back to that intention piece and it just intention is just so damn powerful. Like it's so, so powerful. Um, but yeah, it, it, and it's, it'll continue to be reflected back at us. Um, you know, as long as, and maybe, you know, maybe there's something else to be learned there. So again, it's like no judgment, you know, I've been there too. I've done it. It's just, the emotions are such a powerful compass for us. Absolutely. This has been so, so great chatting with you. We're coming up on the end. And so before I ask you this last question, I would love if you could share where people can find you. 
Yeah. So my website is, I, I don't, I'm trying to be better about social media. I do have an Instagram. So just my first and last name and then my website, amandamonier.com as well. So yeah, those are probably the two best places. I don't really hang out. I have a Facebook. I don't really hang out too much on Facebook, but, um, those are probably the best ways to find me. And, um, yeah, so I, I'm definitely people have like questions. I, you know, very approachable. So, you know, shoot me a question or if you have any, I mean, we've covered some, you know, a wide array of topics today, but, um, yeah, sometimes things, you know, getting a a little extra perspective. And I always tell people too, it's just like, take what resonates. Like maybe you got two things out of this conversation. Maybe you got a whole bunch out of this conversation. Like, it's just for me, I always say it's just the best I've come up with, with where I'm at so far. doesn't mean I'm right, but (laughs) just offering any guidance and wisdom and, and, you know, hoping to, um, really just, I think ultimately like what I, I am, so guided to just empower others to like light that inner fire and to really do their own research and ask their own questions and get help when guided. And it should feel, um, you know, not, it can be a messy again, like we've shared, it can be a messy process as far as, you know, releasing some of these things, but, um, you know, it can also be a very beautiful empowering as well. Are you able to work with people virtually? That's all I do. So amazing. I, yeah. So I actually, as I mentioned, I teach yin yoga and one thing I've found, um, to be very, very awesome is again, just like doing this energetic work, but also working with the physical body because it's so tied. So I do energy healing work. I don't do, um, I have, I I like to work with people in a 12 month container because I feel that, it's a lot more transformative than just like, you know, I've been guided to that versus just like the one sessions, but my yin yoga classes is, is, you know, very, um, I've made it very accessible and I I teach once a week. And, um, so it's just, it's been a a cool way to be able to have people kind of get a taste of it who are kind of like, I'm not so sure about this energy work stuff, but a lot of people are familiar with yoga. So, um, so it's like kind of a combination of the two. Yeah. So if you've resonated with her, go check her out (laughs) and take a yoga class. Okay. So this last question I have for you, if there was one thing that you want every single woman to know with her body, what would that thing be? I, I feel it's just, again, this, it, it, for me, it comes back to like, you have this inner knowing and you even like if your primary sense isn't your body, like our bodies are so powerful, like, like trusting your body in what it is telling you, because be it like physical pain coming up in the body, be it like sensations of expansiveness in the body, even if that's not the primary way that you sense it absolutely is a way that you can learn to tune in and really work with that physical body. Because as we kind of mentioned, it's like, you know, we chose to be here in these like meat suits, if you will. And so it's like really like coming back into the body because we can get so disconnected from our, from our bodies. And then again, it's like, if we're not in this beautiful harmony and relationship with with our body, it's like, we're working against it and we can't be here without our physical bodies. So it's like, the health and the things that we fuel our body with and learning. Cause it's not one size fits all. Once again, like I did 
like a couple years of like vegan diet. And like, I realized like I didn't feel good in my body. And so I eat meat now. And it's like playing around with these things and developing a relationship with your body. I'll say that it's kind of like a culmination is having this beautiful relationship with your body and listening to your body as cliche as it sounds. Once you, once it clicks, like you really understand what, um, how that works, you know, whether it's like go move or like get out there and get exercise or cancel your workout because your body needs rest. It's like, it, it's, it's again, going back to this essence and energy of flowing with life, which is also like a very feminine component. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being on with me today. Yeah. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed it. Had such a good time. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you too. And your perspective. I just, I love how aligned we are. This is amazing. I love it too. (laughs) So awesome. Probably won't be the last time. And then I get to have you on my podcast soon. So I'm super excited. Yeah, me too.